the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Excited uh, to catch up with singer-songwriter Andy Elise. Not only singer-songwriter, you know, your identity is much more than that. It's about being a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, being a disciple following Jesus. And this is so exciting. Let's just first say hi to Andy and ask you, how are you doing, Andy? Hey, Steve. I'm doing really well. Uh, Thank you so much for having me back on. It feels feels so full circle to be back on. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming back on. You know, we're um, accidentally, not purposefully, just kind of documenting some of your life through Mm -hmm. podcast. And uh, it's it's really fun and special for us to catch up. So um, I was going back just looking and listening to some of our earlier interviews. And I was like, how many times have we interviewed? How many times have we talked um, for Very Bold Radio and Podcast? And I've come up with three. This is our third time. This is what I believe. Does that sound right to you? Yes. You've got that young brain. So we first talked back in January of 2021, and that was after our son, David, had been listening to your music and reached out to you and um, said, man, I think my dad should interview you and everything. And we did. And it was it was awesome and just a real, real blast and a blessing. And then again, in February 26th of 2022, or that's the last time we aired an Andy Elise interview. So um, we're just excited. You're a talented, gifted songwriter. But like I said, you're so much more. I know you have a new song coming out, but we just want to catch up. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people that are listening, uh, don't have any context or, you know, haven't gone and heard these other interviews, but, um, give us a little bit of context about who you are and what God has called you to be and, uh, just kind of catch us up a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, I started writing music when I was pretty young. Uh, I think I was 10 or 11 and when I got older, uh, went through a hard season and just felt the Lord really, uh, the Holy Spirit speak to me, um, tell me to use my gifts for him. Mm. And that really changed the trajectory of my heart. I'd say my life. I think my heart is probably a better um, use of words. And I started um, really writing very devotionally. Yeah. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, the Lord, um, just gave me a new ability to write music, although it was something I'd done before, not to the same extent or for the same reasons. And so that was in 2019. And I've been writing um, Christian music since then, not necessarily corporate worship, (laughs) but some of that I've learned how to do. 
Um, yeah. but really just, just music that, um, has to do with themes of the Lord and what he's doing and what he has done and what he will do. Um, and then kind of through that, I, uh, that was when I was in college and I started to feel, um, compelled to explore ministry as a long-term career yeah. and ended up doing a worship and production residency. That's yeah. a two year program with my church in Lubbock, Texas, and got to learn from my boss, McKenzie. And I got to work with our production manager, John, in, um, good shout outs. Yeah. Shout out John and McKenzie. <laughs> I love them. They're so great. Great mentors. Great, great people great leaders. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just learned, I served a lot in worship ministry. I learned a lot about it and, um, I just completed the residency in, I completed it a month early. Um, Whoa, achiever, achiever. Well, well, actually the other, the other people in my class all, um, left before I did. They left. So I was the only one standing. I was glad to be employed. Um, I, um, I ended up getting a job in nonprofit. I felt really called to move to Austin. And so I looked for jobs there. It's really excited to find a job in, in nonprofit. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm really just taking it one step at a time. Been in Austin since July. July. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning now how to steward my gifts when it's not my nine to five job. And that's been different, but also really sweet in a lot of ways. Okay. And, how so? Yeah. How so? Tell us about that. I've got so many yeah. questions based off of the yeah. one minute you just shared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I think that I, I feel like I have very open hands right now. Mm. Um. I did not ever see myself going into ministry prior to that, that encounter I had with the Lord that I described earlier. And, um, and it still was like a, it's still something I consider, um, and think through. And, um, I think it's just kind of challenged my ideas of my vocational job doesn't have to be, Mm. um, the only way that I like use my gifts for the Lord just because I'm doing music and another job doesn't mean that it is like just a hobby. It can still be something I'm passionate about. Yeah. It's also not something I, um, I think it's, it's been really nice and I, I love worship ministry. It holds a very dear place in my heart, but I do think that since I God, knew there was a, butt coming, I knew there was yeah. like a, however coming. <laughs> well, I, I mean, God has called me into for however long the season is a time where I'm not working vocationally in worship ministry. Yeah. And, um, because it's not my job, like for example, part of my job in my, in my residency was to listen for mistakes and, and was to, um, when you're wanting to train the people on your team, well, you do also want to know what's going wrong and what can be better. And you're listening to the mix of things and that touches more into the production side of things. Yeah. But I did just make the worship team at, I started going to a cheer called The Well. Really like well. it. Okay. And Is that um, one of those big, huge churches in Austin? It sounds not. so familiar. It's okay. Years, it's about 10 years old. It has grown really quickly. Okay. Um, we meet 
we meet and there's two services. I don't know how many members there are. It's not a small church. Like it's a, yeah. it's a decent sized church. Yeah. We meet in a high school gym yeah. that they t- set up and tear down every week. And um, I, it's just been really fun as an adult to be worshiping still, but it's not my job. And I, all I'm thinking about is, Ugh. Um, just like worshiping the Lord and, um, there's just some freedom in it that I didn't, and I didn't feel, I know sometimes when people are leaving, um, church jobs, maybe they feel a little bit burnout. I didn't yeah. really experience that. Good. Um, I, I mean, for sure. There's always like, there's always things that you process and work through in different seasons transitionally. But, um, I, I, I think that God is showing me what worship ministry looks like through a different lens right now. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I also feel very much compelled to like look ahead and look to Christ, but just take things one step at a time, which is very much not my, uh, tendency, my natural tendency. I like to, I want to plan my life out. I want to know exactly what I'm doing. Um, that's interesting as an artist, you know, sometimes you think about an artist like kind of going with the flow and, you know, all that sort of yeah. thing. I love how. I have those sides of me too. I yeah. think in school I was just pretty type A, like academically. Yeah. And so um, what's great about songwriting is I never necessarily, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. I know I'll always find a way to do it regardless of what yeah. my job is. Good. Um, and it, it is like, I, I mean, I love singing. I love performing. Um, I enjoy, but, but leading worship and writing, like writing is truly what I would say I'm passionate about. And, and that's great because I can do it, um, anytime. And I think that, I don't know if the Lord's called me to something and I'm like in prayer and, 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 and being obedient, um, there's a, we read, we read in, in my residency, which was also very spiritually forming, um, yeah. We read a long obedience in the same direction as I think is what it's called. Oh, I and don't think I know that one. I might be butchering the title. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it was good. I feel like that was a season where I was learning a lot, reading theology and reading scripture and just very much learning. And then now I am figuring out like my relationship with God outside of working at a church. And um I think I really needed that. I think I needed to one, one huge change is I think for whatever reason, I have stepped a lot more confidently into what the role of the Holy spirit is in my life. And even some, some gifts that I don't, I don't think until I moved to Austin, I fully stepped into. And um, that's been really cool too. Slow journey for sure, but it doesn't sound slow. I mean, we're talking about since July that you moved to Austin and you're talking about operating in these new gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, I think I've had them. I think yeah. I think I've had them who's to say how long? I think that's a whole, you know. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think I've I think I've had them, but I just I don't know if I have like ever taken a lot of time to really like talk to the Lord about them, to explore them. Yeah. Um, also even just meeting more people here who have those giftings has been really helpful. Um, and, uh, really what I'm talking about is just, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Just, just hearing from the Lord and not just in a, in a, in a way of, um, I do think I have some of the gift of prophecy. I think that 
Ooh. Not like predictive prophecy. No, but I just do do receive like things from the Lord that are um extremely compelling, very clear. Um, I'd say like one of the most obvious examples was when I was 19, I very much felt like a supernatural um speaking from God to to do that. It wasn't like a little bit of a feeling, it was very overwhelming. And while that is not as common, I do um I do hear from the spirit often and tangibly. And um, I've also just been praying that I would walk in that more and be more confident in it. And um, it's a little bit, it's just not something I was exposed to as much. I, and and that's not a bash on anything or anyone. It just, no, of course not. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, and it feels like, um, I think I didn't like to talk about it as much when I was younger because I was worried about being faced with, skepticism and obviously saying it's really personal and and close but yeah i know that i'm and honestly all this is the song i'm coming out with talks a little bit about this i just like want to i i I just don't want to move from a place of like worrying what other believers think about me yeah Um, i um don't know exactly like I'm still learning how to navigate using giftings and things like that, but um, I don't want to like assume that people are thinking about it a certain way. And even if they are, it's still, it doesn't take away from how God speaks to me. And it's different than the person's next to me. If their gift is administration, it's not better or, you know, I'm not greater. Um, right. Both the body both, of Christ, the body of Christ. And, and yeah. I think, yeah, it's just been, um, it's been cool. It's yeah. been a little, it's, I've started to step into it, but yeah. I, um, it's been encouraging. So, yeah, I guess the hard thing about the body of Christ, I mean, taking the metaphor a little bit too far is that the body of Christ sometimes winds up kind of slapping itself. Like, you know, you might be the ear hearing and there might be a hand like, oh, you know, no, don't go that way. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just because we're fallen, frail creatures and um, man, just don't always know how to respond to the Holy Spirit. Um, it just makes sometimes for that tricky relationship when our body, you know, the body of Christ is designed to work in conjunction with each other. And, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately we just, we fall short of that. So I just commend you for stepping into that and saying, you know, I, I love one of my, my pastors from many years ago just said, man, the Holy Spirit's just never going to embarrass you like if the holy spirit has something for you don't don't want to turn it down don't want to get into the presence of god and have a conversation where it's like oh man i love how you did this this and that but we also i mean had this for you and i really wish you know you would have gone with that as well so you're just to be commended i love this i know it's pretty fresh but um maybe somebody that's listening would be encouraged and i know you have to be kind of careful maybe you need to generalize like so it's not too personal but give us examples if you don't mind of where god has spoken to you and it's like for you whether it's a kind of a beating your heart or you just you just know like talk to us about that andy yeah um there's probably been the more extreme examples could count on a hand maybe five or six times that i have um heard the spirit speak to me and and actually received real words and really heard a voice that has been very far and few between each and every time that's happened has been a huge trajectory change. Okay. Um, 
So I was, I think, and I've, it's like some of the moments are huge parts of my testimony. I think when I first came on, when I was eight, I was in or fourth grade. So however old that is, I was in chapel and I I prayed that the Lord, I was very much a believer at that time. I was a weird kid. (laughs) I read the Bible every day and was like fully bought in. Love it. And was, um, really wrestling with doubt. And, and still to this day, like, I remember how deeply I felt sad about that. Like it's, it wasn't a lesser emotion because I was young. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just heard the spirit just kind of say, I'm here. Mm. That was enough for me. And oh, I, I love it. Yeah. I don't think, and, and again, I think I'm not sure. I for sure told a lot of people at that age. And, and even as I got older, I did kind of question, like, did I even like hear that? And Sure. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And then the next time it happened was when I was 19 and I, I heard, I heard the spirit say, Andy, stop writing music for me. And, um, that was a huge trajectory change. Yeah. I think it, it feels to me when I am listening to the spirit, a lot of the moments are very quiet and usually, a lot of the times that's when I'm talking to someone, maybe they're sharing their testimony with me. Yeah. If someone says, I think the Lord is saying this, sometimes it'll be like, I think I, I really genuinely sense spiritual warfare in someone's life. Yeah. Um, I, I went up in a coffee shop to a girl. I felt compelled to yeah. ask her about church and she ended up inviting me to her small group and I ended up joining that church. And then when I went, I like keep running into her at this coffee shop and each time I feel like there's some sort of spiritual encounter. Um, like we were talking about fundraising and um, she was doing it for her job. I was trying yeah. to encourage her in that. And this random guy came up and like, was like, I heard you guys talking. God was just telling me I needed to give 20%. Like I, I give 20%. God just told me I need, I need to give three more percent. This guy sounds seemed like he made a lot of money and he uh, <laughs> ended up right then and there. Um, what? Yeah. So just things, I think that it's just the still small voice. I do experience usually this is going to maybe, I don't, I don't know if other people experience this or not, but I'll experience like goosebumps everywhere and my hair will stand up and it's just like everything in me is saying, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. And sometimes that is all it is. It's just listening and praying as I'm speaking to someone. And sometimes I do like maybe get a vision of something. Oh man, come on. Give us an example of that. Um, this is that, good. This I, is good. I really think with visions, I hesitate to use that word. I think it's just more that God has made me to be very visual. Yeah, sure. I, I think very visually, I understand things in metaphors better than, and I think you see that in my songwriting. Most yeah. of the time I'm, um, that's very helpful to me. Yeah. I, um, I did, I, I was there, there's one, see, this is something I, I often like just, it just is brought to my mind. Yeah. of like me walking up like a cliffside and it's, you know, those smaller trails when you're hiking, it's a smaller trail. So there's not really room for anyone. First else. of all, I have to pretend, I can't pretend that I hike, but I know <laughs> what you're talking about. If any of my yeah. friends, my wife hears like me <laughs> nodding. Yes. Oh, hiking. Yes. My wife yeah. would be like, I'm calling you out on that. So, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, so like sometimes there will be trails where it gets really thin and you have to go one at a time. So in in the images I'm walking but alone and like the yeah. Lord is with me and it's I think it's uh it's higher places. I'm experiencing I'm experiencing like depth with God, intimacy with the Lord, and it's really sweet. But and this has been something I've like had in my head for years. This isn't necessarily new. Yeah. Um but I'll like we'll look below me and I see there's grassier fields down there and there's more people together and they're 
they're with the Lord too. And um, I think I've just, for a long time, I've just been like, well, the Lord calls us to different places. And like, I should be appreciative of intimacy I have here with the Lord. And then recently I was praying through that and thinking about it. Cause I think about that a lot. And um, I just kind of got this like sudden realization. And I think it was like a gentle prodding, a spirit of like, this is where, this might be where I had you then, but you're not even looking to where I'm taking you. And I like, I'm actually, I'm, it's, it is nowhere near ready. It'll probably be a long time from now, but I am trying to write a song just kind of talking about how I've spent so much time, like looking where my feet are that I haven't like looked ahead. Mm. And, um, Mm. and there's like, maybe where where I'm going, like life is in seasons and I'm not just going to be in this this has been a sweet place to be. And I, I think I've written from a place of that cliffside for years. Cool. And, and then also. Yeah. It's complex. And even if, even in a hard season, there's joy and in joyful seasons, there's sorrow. Like it's, yeah. it's, there's definitely, and that's something that's hard. Cause sometimes I'm like, this is supposed to be a season of joy. Why am I sad today? Um, right. But uh, I, I, I think I, I've just, I kind of saw like ahead of me, there is, like stillness. And I think God is uh, bringing me into a season of, of joy. And I I was kind of praying the other day, this was actually a couple months ago. And um, I was talking to God and I was like, I just want to experience, I see who you have me here. And I'm like walking in my gifts and this is who I want to be. And then I have, I'm so prone to overthinking and to worrying and I do have anxiety and so I'm like, how much of that is that? And I like, I might tear up a little bit. Oh I gosh, <laughs> we can't have that today. Just kidding, everybody. Oh, good, I, I totally I'm just, have I'm been, just a crier. Um, I've been crying before the show with Andy <laughs> off air, so that's why if okay, it sounds like okay. I'm such an insensitive jerk. Oh, because Andy's just seen me break down. So go ahead, no, Andy. I, I generally I tear up all the time, but I, I did like. I did feel the Lord um, like letting me know that it's like, it's time to, that that's not going to be something that has as much of a hold on me. And since then, since then I, um, I've gotten completely off of anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. As of like a week ago, I've completely weaned off. um, That's that's incredible. It's great. And I did not ask for it. Right. I wasn't expecting it. Um, it's something for sure I've hoped for, but, uh, yeah. I also will say like, it's been pretty manageable and I yeah. been high functioning. It's been like, it's been good, but it's also been a very present, just something I've dealt with that I kind of got used to. And yeah. so, um, that's been the most obvious one. It's been really convicting though, because I think really that God took that so that I would be able to see more clearly. Mm. You also just are prone to worry and it's not just clinical some of it is just you have grown used to the habit of like not trusting me yeah. and so convicting but also great <laughs> <laughs> so boy, yeah boy, long make, answer but yeah no that's a great answer i almost uh kind of want more just talking about how you can get comfortable in those you know those feelings like what you're such a you know it's funny um when i've talked to other people who like feel kind of like ah uh, i'm an overthinker you know da 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 i think about everything i know for one of my friends i was like man 
I don't think for him that that's it, you know? And I was like, I don't think that's, I, I said, Oh, I think God made you to be a deep thinker. Like, I don't think you have to, for him, like, hold on to, uh, I just overthink everything. It's like, no, he designed you to be a deep thinker. And I feel like uh, I'm, you know, in the same way, you are a deep thinker. And so I want to hear more, if you don't mind sharing about like how people get comfortable with whatever it is that that thing that can kind of just entangle us. I think. Mm, that is such a good question. Steve Teal here. That is Andy Elise. There's a lot more to talk about with Andy, including more on her new song in the secret room. This uh, young woman is full of the spirit, anointed by God as a songwriter and singer, and she really has a lot to say. So go to verybold.com if you want to hear the rest of the interview. And I'll just remind you today that we can be very bold because of God's great love for you. Before the creation of the world, he chose you. When Jesus was on the cross saying, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. He wasn't just talking about those people at the foot of the cross. He was talking about you and me. And when Jesus said that the Father and I will come and make our home in you, he wasn't just talking to the apostles that were there, the believers that were there. He was talking to you. And the Holy Spirit has come into your heart to make his home there. The Father and Jesus are with you. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have every spiritual blessing from Jesus Christ that you need for anything. Isn't that some reason to praise God today and celebrate? Yes, it is. And because of that, you can be very bold in your prayers, in your service, in your love, in your encouragement, in your mercy, in your gifts that God has given to you. So I'll sign off as we always do by quoting the Apostle Paul from 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, We are Very Bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.